In four games this season, do you feel like you've had less time to get open and create space for yourself? Nah, I'm open. I'm always open. Excuse my profanity, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He stole, that's A.J. Brown's nickname, Always Open. Really? That's what his uh, Instagram handle is. There's oh, 1K Always Open. But uh, I love that's that you interjected your music into our opening music. You sound, I mean, if you're around voice. me enough and you play music, I'm going to start singing. That's just like, and especially if like something's sticking in my head and I can't get it out, that's like, that's uh, what i do i mean it flowed perfectly it was beautiful i have to admit but yeah that's what i do welcome back to another episode of at any rate the official podcast of the stay jolly fantasy football league got through it this time without screwing it up uh <laughs> that was really that was so smooth i didn't even smooth think as hell and then i had to ruin it by bragging <laughs> <laughs> Woo! it was great I i'm it. your host sam this is my cousin co-host steve how you doing today bud I'm good. I mean, the Jets almost won, which for the Jets is pretty much winning. So it's a good day. So I had programmed into our intro segment a little Jets slash Eagles talk, but we did an interview with a special guest that's going to be coming up, and we did talk a lot about the Jets, more than I anticipated in that yeah, conversation. We can save most of the Jets talk. I will say the only thing I will say that I found funny that I forgot to mention it it really struck me as funny. So like at the end of the game, Zach Wilson fumbled the ball and like that's we lost after he fumbled it basically. And he was like crying and he was like oh like like so like inconsolable and he was like oh, I like I lost it, man. Like that was on me. And he's like, I gotta be better. And it was like, listen, that's fine. I like I love the emotion. I'm not trying to like like get on him for that. But it's like to me, I was like, dude, like you played so good and like you fumbled it once, like I would have loved when you're throwing for like 70 yards and two picks. It's like cry after that game, not the game where you play like really good and make one mistake. It's like, what about the games where you were so bad the whole time? That's like, <laughs> I feel like the, the big downfall of Zach Wilson, other than the fact that he probably sucks, um, despite <laughs> his uh, de decent performance last night, is that like in the games where he's played really terribly, like he's taken no accountability for how bad he's been. And like, that's really pissed like people in the media off it's clearly pissed some of his teammates off like it's just like i feel like that's really his downfall more so than him just being bad is like him just like being sort of childish about how he approaches accountability yes and it's all the mental stuff like really what like if you look at some of the throws yesterday he has elite arm talent he really does like even if you don't want to say elite it's like i mean grade a arm talent the guy is like can make every throw he can make it like on not a good solid platform he can make it on the run He's just, it's all mental stuff with him. He's like rattled. He has no confidence. That's why yesterday you saw it when he was slinging it, he had like a ton of confidence, but it just annoyed me after the game. He, he like, it was one of those things where it was like, I play like really dude, you know, you played good. You're the only reason we almost won. It's like, I would have loved in the games where you're throwing for 70 yards and two picks and we look God awful and have 60 yards of offense that like cry after that game. Like why the one where you like actually play good. Like, I felt like it was kind of like a, a wink nod, like, you know I played good, like, whatever. I don't know. I didn't love it. That's all I'm saying. I'm going to whisper that I actually went to bed early and didn't watch the Jets game, so sorry, everybody. I mean, it was fine. Everyone thought we were going to lose by 50, including the Jets, I assume. Um, you know, uh, I won't talk too much about the Eagles. Like, it was a close game. It was a really frustrating game to watch. It was exciting. I, I wouldn't, for me, I don't call it exciting. I was, it was frustrating as hell. Like, I thought Jalen Hurts played much better than he has in most in any of the games. Uh, and I thought the offense looked decent. The defense, I thought the, the I thought the, the Washington had a good game plan. Um, yeah. they, they were getting rid of the ball really quickly. They weren't letting the defense get it, like, get in uh, on that kid, Sam Howell. That kid, uh, Sam Howell, yeah. he can sling it a little bit. Yeah, he's not bad. And, um, but I thought the refs were terrible. There were some like really uh, 
key calls that like there was um I think there was four or five calls in the game that like were key in terms of like the calls led to a score in one way or the other. So like there was a pass interference call, I think it was in the first half where the pass interference was like on on James Bradbury like 7 yards in the in the end zone from the sideline, 7 yards from the sideline in the end zone. He threw the ball 5 yards out of bounds. Like yeah. the ball was not catchable, but they called pass interference and I was like, what happened? Like the ball was nowhere near the receiver. And it was like you, you can't it's just not pass interference. And then they called a um offensive offsides. I don't think I've ever seen that before on on one of the the QB tush push plays. And basically it was like I, I still look at the I looked at the replay and I still like want them to explain it to me. And they said like that the the left guard was lined up too far forward compared to the oh, center. I've seen that before, but it's a rare. But like call. if you look at that, they showed a snapshot of the line right there. Like the the defensive uh, nose tackle because they're trying to stop the tush push play, right? So they're all bunched in the center. His hand is like under the football. Like his hand is literally like underneath the football before it snapped. So it was like, first of all, I've never heard of that called. And that and but like you could call like ten people offsides on that. Like no one's complaining about the defense trying to stop it. I thought it was an absurd call to make. Like they, yeah. like you could call that on every one of those plays. I, I'm guessing because I, I don't know. I still don't understand it. Um, there was I another. Mean, you guys, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys still did win. Yes, yes. But it was like the 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 penalties and there was a he's a really bad out of, uh, late hit call. Like he's like got a hit literally as he steps out of bounds he gets hit and they call that a late hit it was like so bang bang it's like i don't know how you call that it just was so frustrating to watch because it's like these calls were, were were really bad dude sometimes like there are certain ref crews i don't know which are good and which are bad but there's some ref crews that are just not good I, especially I, at the beginning of the season they're, they're uh, not this is the last thing i'll bad. say because we want to move on but like i it baffles me that they haven't done the sky judge thing right like have another referee who's like in the stadium who's just like can see the the replay like immediately afterwards and say like that's a bad call that's a good call like why why don't we have that like instead of doing replay reviews that take 10 minutes like why isn't there a guy just like looking at him real quick and being like hey bad bad uh late hit call like the guy was was barely out of like you know like our bad pass interference call the ball was five yards. I don't. I, got you. I don't understand why there's not like a a sky judge who can like overturn a call in like ten seconds just by Bro, he has a better view of it. Yeah, I mean, I think within the next five years we should get some some dude put him in the metaverse, surround him with every angle of the pl- yeah. of your thirty cameras, and just like let him do did, his like minority did, report thing with all the stuff <laughs> around him, and like just do that. Did you see the uh, the Toy Story game thing for the? <laughs> I, the <laughs> only thing I saw you're was, about. was the only thing I saw was Slinky Dog as the first down marker <laughs> thing. I think that had to be the like the premise. That they they use to base that on because that's 100%. like that's like perfect. The Slinky Dog is the chains. That's was, what I think. I think you're 100 percent right that that was the pitch. Like somebody was just like and like think about it. Like Slinky Dog is the first down marker, and everyone's no, like, let's do dude, it. Don't one, go any further. One, it. Someone at ESPN was like, hey, you know, Slinky Dog would be like perfect, like chain marker. <laughs> the whole the whole idea is like some like crazy high dream of someone who was just like smoked out of their mind while watching a football game like slinky dog from toy story it was weird for anyone who doesn't know what we're talking about and is listening to this they did a motion capture of the real game that was happening in london and then they were simulcasting it on another like channel like on disney plus i think or something right and if you tuned in, you were watching like what all the players were doing, but it looked like a bunch of toys playing football in like Andy's room. Yeah. But they were from doing exactly what they were doing on the field from like Toy Story. Yeah. So I don't know. It was interesting. But yeah, dude, they got a sky judge, put a guy in the metaverse, minority report screens around him. He's moving around angles, enlarging stuff. And like they, they'll do that. Dude, I don't know. That would be I, I entertaining to watch. 
Oh, like, it I, would I, be entertaining. We can move on. But that'd be like entertaining, like a like a referee with like a visor thing on and those glove things like Tom Cruise is wearing in Minority Report. And like, That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Dude, I will say, I saw, and I'll, this is the last thing I'll say, I saw an interview the other day with Lex Friedman and Mark Zuckerberg, and they did it in the metaverse. And they were like talking to the digital representations of each other within the metaverse. And it looked, I'm telling you, it looked indistinguishable from real life. It didn't look like a CGI See, version of Mark Zuckerberg. Not it into this. Like Mark not, Zuckerberg. Not into And I was this. like, this is terrifying. Yes. It's happening. I hate it's that. Happening. It's it's awful. I don't understand what his obsession with that stuff is, but oh, it scares the Bro, shit out of me. It's happening. Everyone's about to be plugged. In. Uh, that's my prediction. Next 20, 30 years, maybe, everyone's plugged into the metaverse. Everyone's 300 pounds. It's Wally World. That's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's coming fast. But uh, let's go into our first segment Stay Jolly Scuttlebutt. Have you not heard the scuttlebutt? No, the gossip, the buzz, the who said what, who does that? Yeah, the scuttlebutt. Not a lot uh, going on this week, but I did want to note first trades were executed, and boom, Ooh. your boy knocked out a couple <laughs> trades. Only because you've been constantly sending out trades for weeks? Well, Is that why? Yeah, you know, you know, just getting ignored, even though I told you guys don't ignore me. Um, I. I, I told you I we, you know, we talked. Yeah, we'll talk later. Uh, so the first trade was I traded my my parents, Stu and Margie. I traded uh, Brian Robinson of the of Washington, who just had a decent game actually, mm-hmm. and then uh, for George Pickens from the Steelers. Um, so she needed a running back desperately. So I actually kind of did her a favor because I actually like Brian Robinson. So you gave you gave Robinson four Pickens. Yes. I actually think that so it's a fair was, trade. Was, yeah, I was curious to see what this would be, um, considering you're the one that said don't pick on the noobs with trades. But that's actually a very fair, very fair well. Trade. And like they, if anything, it's better for Margie, I think. Yeah, and they were like desperate for a running back. Like they have Kenneth Walker, AJ Dillon, who's been terrible, and then like after that, they like have nobody almost. Yeah, um, they had Dion Jackson from the the uh, Colts, who's not even playing at all so yeah, these things so i like they needed a running back desperately so i gave them uh brian robinson who i actually like i think he's going to be a good player this season i think that's a fair trade and looking at your other trade here i think this is a fair trade too these are good trades yeah i took i have no saquon barkley for um who did i trade uh calvin you traded barkley and Pittman for chris Olave and isaiah pacheco right right which i think is a totally fair trade it's like Pittman and Olave, like I think they're very comparable players. Maybe Alave has the edge right now. But, like, Pacheco, I mean, he actually looked really good yesterday. He had a great he, like, game. ran all over the Jets. And uh, Barkley, you went for, like, the long play there. Yeah. So, like, that, these are good These are good trades. Yeah, that was that was me uh, thinking that I can survive with the running backs I got and then hopefully, like, Saquon comes back and he'll be good for me. So, yeah, I was me yeah. playing the long game a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I don't think either trade was not fair. I assume that Melanie consulted Tyler on her trade maybe not you know i'll give her credit if if she didn't but that's what my assumption or possibly even went to uh maybe she went to listener tim oh yeah yeah tim too she i heard she has a good connection with this tim guy (laughs) she does it's really it's a really interesting little trio they got going on there but i support it it's nice but um yeah shout out first trades executed even though i pushed them through you know hopefully there'll be more to come (laughs) yeah good good solid trades there i like them both um Next topic, we got two new team names. So gonna gonna read them off real quick, but then you gotta slot them in your power rankings. So the first new team name is Jeremy changed his name to Jerome and Empire. So I like okay. this personally because it works like so he he picked up Ro, uh, Jerome Ford. Yep. Right? So it works on that level. Also works on his name is Jeremy, sir. So it kind of works there too. So I don't, I, I think there's like some sort of meme going on in the world about the Roman Empire so I was, that I yes, don't understand. So I was, yeah. So I was going to say, um, I like it for that reason as well. This, Jer, this shoots a higher up, way higher up my rankings, but um, well, don't, don't announce them yet. Let's get the other name. Before. I won't, but I will say, so I was going to say that too. So there is like a thing going around right now. Basically, so I, I think. Maybe any guy here. I don't know if like this will be 
like make sense to anyone else, but um, like you know, the Roman Empire is very interesting. I think every, most everyone finds it very interesting, but apparently guys think about it a lot and girls think about it almost never. And so the the interesting thing, like the thing that's going around the internet is like girls asking guys, like their boyfriends, like, hey, how often do you think about the Roman Empire? And they're like, I don't know, maybe like once a week, once a month, I don't know, something like that. And they're like, what? Like, I've never thought about it once before in my life. Like, why do you care about the Roman Empire? And then these guys will just go off on these insane, like, tangents about, like, you know, the collapse of civilizations and bread and circuses and the Colosseum and all this stuff. And it's, like, one of those things that, like, guys find really interesting and girls just don't give a shit about it all. And, like, these girlfriends, like, didn't know their boyfriends thought about the Roman Empire all the time. So it's a popular thing right now. I, I gathered that something was going on with that because I've seen videos talking about it, but I just didn't ever like stop to pay attention. It seems to me it's like the same thing as like what, what women are doing about the, the whole with the Kelsey thing where they're like saying yeah. to their significant other like, oh, isn't it so great that the Taylor Swift put Travis Kelsey on the map and like seeing how like this reaction seems like it's the, just the inverse of that. It's just like a yeah. thing that people are not really giving a shit about or like just feigning caring about just like to try and be like, Oh, you, you don't care about that thing or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. The other team name before we get too much further off track, (laughs) (laughs) um, was Melanie came up with Devante, a piece of me, which I, which I also like it's aggressive though. I do. I, yeah, I like it. I think it's more like Devante piece of me, like, Devante, or Devante yeah, yeah, I, I kind of mispronounced it. Yeah, you're right. It's but, all right. It's all right. But uh, all right. So yeah, now, now, you know, drum roll. What <sighs> what is the uh, the new power rankings? All right. With, so I'm kind of put on the spot here a little bit because I didn't I didn't actually um, rank them until just now. But here's what I'll say: I like them. I like them a lot, and they shoot them up my rankings list so here's my new and improved power rankings of our team names of our fantasy football league and i should change mine i was lazy this week i'm sorry number 10 waddle swiftly lisa and paul pretty good but you can do better uh number nine digging it karen and alan wasn't jeremy last place last yes So Jeremy right. was dead last because I knew he could do better. And so, look what he did. Not only are they last place in the league, but they're in last place in the power rankings, Lisa and Paul. <laughs> yeah, you guys are doing bad. Uh, we'll ask Paul about that later. Um, number nine, Digging It by Karen and Allen. Again, I just think he could do better. Number eight is me, Pook Nukem. I'm going to be honest, that should be higher, but I'm being generous. Uh, seven, the Big McCaffrey, being Jesse. Being modest. Yeah, being modest and generous to all of you. I'm being modest with myself. Um, Margie had a little lamb at number six. Batman Bijan at number five. Number four, Devonta Peace of Me, which ah, I really like that. That Three and four are kind of interchangeable. The uh, the Spiegel kids have shot up my rankings. Number four is Devonta Peace of Me. The way, the way you say it, it makes me, sound, it makes me think of like you're the count from, uh, from uh, Sesame Street. <laughs> Devante piece of Devante me. Devante piece of me. Yeah. Devante one piece, two piece, three. I don't know. That's uh, just like the way you were saying it. Just had me. That. Yeah, I like that. These could be higher. I don't know. I just did this kind of on a whim. But you guys got it definitely in the top five. Number four, Devante piece of me, Melanie. Number three, Jerome and Empire. Number two, I still just love Jamar Jamarier. I think that's such a clever name. Um, and then number one, the name that will never be beat, probably no matter what anyone does, is Tim's Team by Tyler. Yeah, it's going to be hard to beat that. Just the inside yeah. joke of it all is just, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah. All right. Well, excellent new power ranking, sir. Uh, hopefully, been, that, we'll, That's been the name game. You know, I like the, the team names flipping around. I like these power rankings. So hopefully we keep it up, all right? You know, I got it. Yeah, I'm going to switch mine. I was a little lazy this week. I'll, I'll pick it up. Um, <gasps> guys, this is breaking news. This is live breaking news. That's happening right now. Tim's team has just changed their name as I'm looking at the app right now. What? Tyler's in the app. He's changed his name. This is a live report. This is our first breaking news. Can we get sirens? Can we get a Chiron? All right. 
I'm I'm seeing it now. I'm seeing it now. I have to say, regardless of whether the name is good or not, I hate it. I hate it. I hate. Uh, yeah. I, I I like the name. I do like the name. I hate that it's changed. Tim's yeah. team was so good. Um. I I will say I do like that he has like an alliteration thing going on. He went Tim's team, and it is now Taco Tua Days. Taco Tua Days instead mm-hmm. of Taco Tuesdays. Um, I do like tacos, so that's good. And then Tua, it's a play on uh, Tua Tagovailoa's name. Um, and I like that he went Tim's team, Taco Tua's days. So I like the alliteration, but I mean the fact that you change it from Tim's team, I do hate. So how 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 far does he drop in the rankings? Not too far, because here's the other thing about like whenever you see a new name, I feel like it's like ooh, like it's a little, it's fun to see new names. So he does drop. I think he drops to number five below Batman Bijan. I I I have to agree with that. I mean, it's just this is just an own goal here. He had the number one spot <laughs> locked up, like he just just like indefinitely yeah. would have been number one on the rankings list, and he just just. Own goal, own goal. I don't know. I don't. You know. Yeah. If he, if you, if he never changed it, unless someone came up with the best pun I've ever heard in my life, it was never supplanting Tim's team. I will say this. I will say this in Tyler's, um, not really defense, but like for Tyler, that he knew he had it locked up. I think based on her high praise, and he still changed it, which takes some balls, and I, I like it. You know, it's not like he was a one-hit wonder he came back with another name and for that i actually do respect that he changed it even though tim's team was the best name that we've ever had and probably will ever have but i can i can see that i'll give him credit there you know what i mean um, so rip tim's team we barely knew ye um and hello to uh taco tua days but that makes our new top three danielle jeremy and melanie are currently our two our top three uh you know, names jeremy and melanie shot up the leaderboard cool shot up i think they went from bottom three to top three that's a that's a flippy flap but um let's get back i probably just reintroduce the trivia segment that just got interrupted <laughs> by breaking news um <laughs> i got excited about that i, I mean it was exciting i, I, I looked down yeah i looked down and it was, yeah, <laughs> you, it was different i was, I was like, like looking at my email trying to find the email from karen and then you were like breaking news breaking news i was like oh my god <laughs> Someone break a leg or what? You're like, you know, it was like, no, it was just a new team name. <laughs> yeah, no, it was like breaking news that only we care about. But um, still, it was exciting. But yeah, it was exciting. Uh, but let's get to last week's trivia question. Last week's trivia oh, winner was Karen. I'm not going to start over from scratch. It's just too much effort at this point. <laughs> yeah, keep it in, dude. This has been fun. This has been um, fun. And last week's question was how many stage alley boats were there in total? So we mm. guessed three each, me, me yep. you, and Jeremy. Yep. What do you think the real answer was? Um, not three. Not three. It wasn't three. <laughs> okay. That's the best. Like, Frankly, two? it's I mean, the most obvious answer, but. Two? Yeah. Well, you know okay. what's funny, too? You know, I'm going to laugh at this because I didn't actually ask what the answer was. I just assumed that she was correct. You know, like, because of course she is. <laughs> Yeah, I that's I think that's a fine way to do it. <laughs> like I didn't like that she doesn't ask the question, right? Somebody else that you know, Stuart gave me the question. So like uh Stuart. I I could have asked like whether there was two or three or four or whatever, but I didn't. I just assumed she was right because she's always right about this stuff. So yeah. um, you know, this is the trivia segment week two is off to a bad start, but <laughs> Mm, I mean, I would say I would say I agree 100 percent that the answer probably just is two. Yeah. Um, but we're going uh, with two. Me, yeah, we're going with two. So right or wrong, Karen, you got it. <laughs> but I'm sure it's correct. If if it's wrong, then uh, we'll correct it next week in the corrections and emotions segment that we'll just invent on the spot. Um, yeah. But that means she got to ask next week's question. So the good news Ooh. is that she can't answer her own question, right? She doesn't get to answer her own question. So Yeah, okay. This everyone else she'll has only win. Yeah, she'll only win every other week. Everyone else has a shot now. And Woo-hoo. I have to say I got the question and I thought it was a great one because I'm going to before I even say it, 
It's a question that, like, if anyone kind of paid attention enough can get. Like, it's not like a thing that like only the like I'm 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 guessing one of the the elders of the group here are going to answer it. But like, it is a thing that like if somebody was paying attention close enough, they could have an- they can answer this question. So it is it is that's why I loved it. I told her it was a great question just because I like of that. Like it's it's something that like any of us could get if we just have a good memory and pay attention enough. So Okay, like let's so, let's hear it. Here's the question she asked. So in the kitchen of Mama and Pop's house in Margate, there was a small stuffed toy hanging from the corner of a kitchen cabinet. This toy was a character from a TV show. Who was the character and from what show? So Hmm. I'll say I was racking my brain. I couldn't remember at all this, but like the thing that popped up in my head was like Charlie Brown from Peanuts. But I don't know if that's true. That's just like what popped in my head. Like, I honestly don't remember this at all. Do you have a guess? So, okay. I'll, I'll give you my guess and I'll tell you why I think it's wrong because uh, I don't know why what came to my head originally was like Popeye from Popeye. That's, a, that's not bad. That's not bad. It's but thematic. the reason I think it's wrong is because I think it's interesting that she asked what character and then from what TV show. Cause like Charlie Brown and peanuts and like Popeye and Popeye, like you wouldn't ask what they're so synonymous yeah. with the show. You wouldn't ask like those two questions. It makes me that's think like it's like a more specific character from like a, a show. You know what I'm saying? That's a good point. Yeah, I think you're, you got a good point there. So but, that's my best guess, and I'm also almost sure it's wrong. So yeah, me too. I, I that was just the thing that popped in my head. Like I, I didn't like. There was no like. V- there's no visual cue there. It's just kind of the thing that popped in my head. So I don't know. Yeah, your yours I think is a better guess than mine, but I'm not. I well, I don't know. I think it's a better really, guess only because Popeye is the name of the show. So like asking those separately, right, <laughs> makes no sense. <laughs> right, that's why I'm almost sure I'm wrong. But yeah. for some reason, I just like. I feel like Pop, maybe because his name is Pop. Is that what well? I'm it's just Popeye the Sailor Man. It's a sailor. Right. Just, I just feel like Pop would be in a Popeye. I don't know. But, that's just um, like something. I feel but yeah, like. I actually I think that's a great. That's kind of like exactly what I was looking for in one of these questions, where it's it's something like relative, but like every, anyone can answer it, right? And I think that's yeah. right. Like if you were just have a good enough memory, like I think Jesse might remember this, or, so, or I mean Melanie maybe. But like, yeah, there's yeah. there's definitely like somebody could remember this um, just from, you know, the years we spent going there. So, yeah, it's like it's weird because like I know like, you know, we were there so many times, but I just like it was also, you know, so long ago. I have bad memory. I feel like this is up Melanie's alley. I feel like she would know maybe. Well, a lot of these are, but she's yeah. got the uh, she's got the Karen knowledge. So yeah. uh, I will say uh, congratulations to Karen for an answer and for a great qu- a hats off for a great question. This is a fun question. I like this a lot. too. And uh, I forgot to put a space in, but I got a, your your prize clip. The winning giant marquee name comes through on your caller ID and it's like winning. Some are saying that you're bipolar. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. And you can understand winning. Um, winning. Winning. Wow, winning. That's an arena I'm going to win in. That's an arena he's going to win in. That is my plan. Thank you, Spinny. <laughs> winning. It was a great one, right? It did. It was sick. Um, and then before we move on to uh, the next segment, the last thing I wanted to touch on is the trophy. So if you were in the, uh, in the draft, you weren't there. You were remote drafting. But um, I was mentioning what I had this idea to make the trophy, right? So my idea is like a, you know, like a tall trophy with a with a picture of like or a a model of like Pop's boat on top of Stage Ollie, right? And then like somewhere in the middle is like the picture of all, of one of our family portraits, you know, like in the middle, and then just kind of like a, a base with a little plaques that we can write the uh, winner's names on each year mm-hmm. so i'm asking for help with the trophy because i've been trying to do research around me to find like a custom trophy shop and honestly a lot of the places i'm finding like in my area that i could go to are very generic like they make very generic stuff so 
I'm putting a call out to everybody who are in all bunch of different places. Do a little research. If you have like a, if you can find a place that like can do like a really good custom built kind of trophy, that's not going to cost us like a thousand dollars. Then like, let me know. Cause then I'll have like, kind of, we can discuss the ideas and see what they can do about it. Right. Um, I just, I couldn't find anywhere here that I thought could do that, the kind of specific job we're, uh, I was thinking about in my head. Yeah, I'll do a little bit of research. That's a great idea, though. I like it. Um, so, yeah, that's my, my call to action for this week. Um, you know, just email me or text me if you have any uh, su- good suggestions there. This is a call to all 14 of you. If you can hear our voices, help us with the trophy, please. Um, at any rate, let's take a quick break. I'm going to come back with uh, our first our guest in our interview. Ooh, excited so, to meet this guy. And uh, <laughs> stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone. Now let's bring in our guest this week. Mr. Paul Kaplan, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing just fine. How are you? I am excellent. I see you're wearing Jets green. How are you feeling after a close game yesterday? They put up a fight. They had a very good three quarters against a very worthy opponent, one of the better teams in the league. It was the first time that I felt like they were using uh, Wilson and that he stepped up. They had a lot of play action. He saw the field better, clearly. Had a little bit of confidence. First time I thought that, uh, you know, he wasn't bribing uh, uh, Salah to let, to let him play. He uh, looked like an NFL quarterback to me. And uh, I thought they had a, a good three quarters. And if it wasn't for a few miscues and a couple of brutal calls, I think we would have been right there. Um, so, uh, yeah, it I was the first time all season that I, I felt like, uh, other than the first four plays, that we uh, we had something going. Well, is do you feel like you feel like there's promise for the rest of the season then off of – a good performance there? If they run, listen, our line, our offensive line is not what I consider to be um, uh, very good. So if they continue to roll him out, do a lot of play action, which they were doing very well for a good portion of the game yesterday, I think he was seeing the field better. He was moving. Um, he certainly has an arm. And uh, listen, I, I think we, uh, we have a credible defense. Um, and uh, I think we can stay in a lot of games. I think we'll be very competitive. Um, you know, uh, have a good chance to be very competitive, assuming they continue to use him. Okay, so in two weeks, we all meet up for the Jets Eagles game. The yeah, your Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I'm a Jet fan. We your, take what we can get. Your Super Bowl. That's not a Patriots game, right? Uh, are you feeling like better or worse about playing the Eagles? I would say the Eagles haven't really hit their full stride yet, but they still are. Four, they're still one of the only two undefeated teams left. No, I think the Eagles are are uh, probably the class act of the uh, of the NFL. But that being said, I, on any given Sunday, I think we're uh, our defense will keep us in games, and uh, if the offense is doing what it did last night, and um, I think we have a you know, a decent shot. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think we're going to be favored anytime soon, but uh, I don't think it'll be a romp either. Yeah. You 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 uh, you think differently, Steve? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we're bad, right? But um, I also think, like, lest we forget, like you say, they played three good quarters of football, but lest we forget, they were horrific in the first quarter. Like they got jumped on. I, was it? It was like seventeen to nothing, right? Yeah. Like at one point, they played a, a, a typical Jet first quarter. I, I, hundred percent. So really, we're down to they had a good quarter and a half. Really? Hold it. They played a bad quarter. There are four quarters. That leads three by my math. I didn't think they played a great fourth quarter either. Well, I mean, they lost. So. Yeah. I mean, they were I, playing the best quarterback in the league, and you know, like well. Did you know? So actually, I got a first. I got a um, an update today. Patrick Mahomes has played in eighty four regular or NFL games. This is the first time that an opposing quarterback has led him in. I saw that uh, yeah. touchdowns, passing yards, 
completions. Um, completion so. percentage, quarterback rating, and having less interceptions. I, I think we can this all agree. First... Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. This That's the first time that's ever happened. I think no, in college, think... too, actually. It's like his whole career. This... I think we can all agree that he had the worst game I've ever seen him play. And although I'd like to attribute it to the Jets' defense, I think a good portion was that he just had a bad game. He threw a ball that I'd be embarrassed to throw. You know, um, you want to know what I think? Here's my. We're going to put that my... to the test in Hershey. We're going to make you throw. We're going to make you throw a ball and see how embarrassing it is. I have one good shoulder. Hang on, let me just make sure. Yeah, I got one good shoulder. I'm You're, good. Learn how to throw with the other hand, then. <laughs> I think the my uh, take on what happened last night is that not to not to blame it on Taylor Swift, but I think Taylor Swift came to the game. <laughs> Taylor Swift came to the game. She brought Sophie Turner, Hugh Jackman, Ryan Reynolds, Blake Lively, and I think that the Chiefs were like, oh, yeah, bring, Taylor Swift, bring all your celebrity friends. We're going to go into New York, steamroll the Jets because they're such a joke, and they were going to show off and show out in front of all their celebrity friends and totally like overlook the Jets, and all of a sudden they found themselves in a dogfight that they were not expecting. And like, kind of panicked and had to like turn it on at the end and like barely beat us. But I honestly think they were just like, "Oh, this is like a joke game." And yeah, invite all the big celebrities. This will be like such a blowout. Like it's going to be such an easy cakewalk. And then all of a sudden, it was a, it was a game, and they didn't expect it. That's what I think happened. Right. But we didn't just do it for a, a, a sequence. He uh, Wilson had a, a a legitimately good game, and it was I think it was a reasonable game plan. And uh, a lot yeah. of it, I think, had him in motion. Yeah, I think. But he also had, like, good throws from the pocket. He had an amazing – that touchdown throw was really good. At one point, I lo- me and my dad watched it together yesterday. At one point, I was like – I said, what's happening? And he was like, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll say that um, they have a really good defense, which makes – I think makes anyone nervous. But is if uh, if Zach Wilson is, like – able to move around a lot, they're going to give the Eagles trouble because uh, if he's able to move around and make complete passes because the Eagles' strength right now is the interior of the defensive line. Like, they're probably going to be at him all day. So if he's able to, like, get around the pocket and make throws and make – he's going to be trouble. But, you know, that's hard to, like, predict. I would say it's likely – unlikely to happen because, you know, just of his performances so far, it's more unlikely than likely. But – yeah, I mean, honestly, the thing that surprised me the most, because they, they were moving him around, but it's not like they hadn't moved him around as before. Maybe they were doing it a little more, but he made a lot of good throws from the pocket, and it looked to me like he was just, like, confidently, like, stepping into his throws, letting it rip. He was playing, like, confident. He was playing the game confidently, and I've literally just never seen him play the game that way before. I don't know if it's, like, all the pressure was off, and he was like just out there slinging it because why not? But like, I don't know. The the thing that kind of been. I'm sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, you go. All right, they had they were holding the linebackers. I think with the play action more than they did. They, I mean, there was a lot of interesting play action going on during a good good number of those plays, and I think it held. It just it, it gave him a little bit of time, just not a lot, but a little bit of time to actually see the receivers. Last couple of games, he's been running for his life an awful lot. And he doesn't have the vision yet to get rid of the ball quickly. Yeah, well, he did. I mean, he did for a, like two and a half quarters yesterday. It was it was yeah. weird to see. Well, yeah, it was wonderful. Well, we're gonna have plenty of time to further break down the Jets being terrible, uh, <laughs> and in, uh, in just a couple of weeks. But uh, you know, we've already spent eight minutes talking about the Jets, so that's way and too long, way too long <laughs> to talk about the Jets in any one given span. So let's uh let's get to our little interview here. We just wanted to ask you as a as our first noob uh guest on the podcast. Want to get like your sense of how things are going, how you're feeling about, you know, fantasy football, about the league, well, you know, such and such. So I just you know, we'll start off like how do you feel so far? Is it like overwhelming? Do you feel yeah, like it's um it's a different way of looking at football? I'm I'm slowly dipping my toe in the water. Um, I I'm starting to understand a little bit about the point system and uh, but I, I wouldn't say that I'm I'm comfortable yet. I'm still I, I'm pretty good. 
uh, that I, I want to start players that actually are not hurt. No, oh, yeah, that's the basic. Yeah, that's the, the bare minimum. Right. Baby steps, Big improvement. Baby, baby steps. Well, let me ask this too. So your team, Paul, Lisa, that was the, you know, your team or your username. The, the um, Dominators, I thought. No, we vetoed that. <laughs> vetoed it hard. Um, oh, the vetoes. That's what we could be. Anyhow, keep going. Even worse. Yeah. We're vetoing the vetoes. Um, <laughs> but who is who is making all the who's making the decisions? Is it a a joint enterprise? Do you kind of one does sometimes, the other does sometimes, or is one taking the reins? Oh, that is that is a joint throw, throw somebody under when the I bus here. Joint, when I say a joint joint venture, that is the in the largest expansive part of that I word. Like the name. <laughs> So we, we, we guess an awful lot. We uh, solicit opinions from the people who um, we're not embarrassed to ask about, which is uh, Steve and Danny. Uh, uh, and, uh, and then we close our eyes and we, and we pick based on the name that Lisa likes. I would, as someone who's had inside access into how they're managing their fantasy team, I will say it is a joint effort and it's kind of like a Mr. Magoo-esque Marx Brothers <laughs> style <laughs> operation where like I thought I thought I was pretty clear with that yes yeah <laughs> we're like nobody really knows what's going on people are slipping on banana peels and like there's just like no rhyme or reason to like what's going on yeah the fact that like the so app far. has been navigated the fact that the app has been navigated at all on your side I actually will say I am impressed with yes well, in that case we are very impressive is um Okay, so I was going to ask if there's approach you're taking, but the approach seems to be just like the old like point like do this and then point at the uh somewhere on the globe and like okay. Yeah, ask or, Danny if there's anybody that's hurt or dead. <laughs> I like the dead part. Yeah. It's good to find out if your players are dead or not. I also I also don't believe I don't want to speak out of turn, but mm-hmm. I don't believe we've mastered the how to move players around in our lineup portion oh no 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 that's 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 way above our our uh, expertise right <laughs> you now. mean the click on, here and then the click phone. there and you're done i uh the two click phone, system I, app, I get into our fantasy league i uh try for about 10 minutes to see if we're beating anybody which i it has been uh, mostly Stu and 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 uh and margie's team <laughs> although i'm not sure we're still uh, uh above them and uh and then uh, we asked Danny if anyone's hurt, and we work backwards from there. I went. I gave them a, a slow, a painfully slow step by step. Like step one, you t- turn on your phone. Step two, you open the app. Step three, all the way to going to team and then clicking on a player and putting them on the bench or moving them around your lineup. And my dad looked at me. After I finished explaining for seven minutes and goes, yeah, I don't know how to do that. And I was like, yeah, that's why I just told you. And he just looked at me like I didn't just explain it. That so means like you're willfully it. like ignoring the instruction. Correct. Correct. No, no, no. Uh, Danny had said a bit, pretty much the same thing the week before. It did look vaguely familiar. <laughs> um, and I'm um, starting, you know, I, I think we're, we're, as I said, baby steps. Uh, and uh, I think by the end of the season, uh, we'll be uh, we'll be quite for- formidable. By the end of the season, you might put a player into your lineup. That's not. <laughs> I'm what thinking. Do. I'm thinking there's a possibility that'll happen. You might be able to do it without instruction. Is that what? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's the that's the goal. All right. Um, I think we're gonna still pick the players that Lisa likes the names of, but uh, but that's another issue. Yeah. Do you do you find that so this is you're we're a month in this happens for a lot of people do you find that it makes football at all more enjoyable because you have like stakes in other games with other players or you're not even at that point yet um it makes it, it <laughs> steven's it, it shaking his head hard it's <laughs> i would be shocked if you could name four players on your team higby what else waddle come on Lise. what else we got swiftly, swiftly. Oh, hold Swift. it. Is that really a guy? Swift. And then we got Mahomes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that's plenty of players. Swiftly. That's, that was four. That was four plus. Yes. Very well. Very good. Very good. I'm wrong. Okay. I don't I don't think I picked any Jets either, by the way. No, you have Dalvin Cook. Ah, damn. 
He's still wearing his Vikings uniform in the picture, though. So I I think I got to tell you, the Viking when we picked him. But I think when he gets a run of more than ten yards, they'll change his uniform in the picture. (laughs) Yeah, I would take him out of your lineup because he's pretty waste of. I've never seen Dalvin Cook was one of the best running backs in football, and for some reason he came to the New York Jets to find the biggest possible pile as close to the line of scrimmage as possible, put his head down, and run for three yards. He does that every handoff. It's like the craziest thing I've ever seen. I uh, I don't understand why he is not performing better, but that's the least of our problems right now. That's why the Vikings wanted to get rid of him, you know? Um, well, sure. So, okay, so you're not at the point yet where you've, you're finding that uh, it makes other games more enjoyable. I think that's one of the best things personally about fantasy football is like, I don't necessarily care about a lot of other games that are not the Eagles game, but like there's some times where I'm like, all right, I'll watch to see if, you know, like I need a player to get some points. I actually pay attention to this one. So, well, and I think we're set up for it. Uh, We, we, we got the ticket on YouTube. So we've been able to see almost all the other games. I just haven't connected the two yet, but, uh, but confidence is high. You know, hopefully, you know, our part of the hope is that like over time, everyone will get accustomed to how this works and like, you know, might be years down the road, but like, it'll be like uh, a lot you, more easier for people to navigate and better, like more investment and stuff like that. Anyway, I don't think it happens overnight. I mean, it no, may have, I don't know how long it took you to get into fantasy, but we're starting from well, scratch with yeah. Lisa and I. I mean, I started doing it in like high school. So like, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it takes you. I feel like to really under to get. I don't think I really had like strategies until a long time after I started. Like you know, right. it, it kind of like oh, you pick players with the names you know, you know. And I followed football, but it's just yeah. I think it takes a while to kind of understand how to how to do it in the right way. Now that being said, I want to make it very clear that we are very impressed with both you and Steve. Your commitment to your your what you're doing for us, and your uh, your belief in our abilities to actually function within a fantasy football league. I said uh, years. I said years. <laughs> the belief's not there yet. I believe that in years the belief will be there. I yeah. I the belief is certainly not there for me either. But I don't think. Like I don't. Th- I don't believe because I don't think you or mom like really give a shit. That's why we're trying. I think I think that develops over well, a period of time. We, uh, as okay. we start to score points and understand yeah. that the players, you know, that we have to watch the players in order to see if they, uh, you know, are performing well, so we can change them. Uh, so you know, I it's think, a process. Yeah. I can get the like. Right. You need to have more understanding of it to really put the enjoyment into it. I definitely get that bit, but. Um, what is the most fun thing about it so far? Is there anything is that you're meeting, finding the most? Other, yes, yes. I, I want to get a good team name, which we have not yet achieved, and I want to beat other people. I want to beat other teams. So you don't know what's fun then because you haven't done that yet? <laughs> yeah, I think, I think as we get our beak wet and we start to actually do better, then, then I'll, I'll feel better about it. Well, well you're going to have to... Probably win one at some point, but I'm not putting it past you to go oh and fourteen or whatever it is. Bring on! Where, where's Stu and Marge? Bring them on! <laughs> yeah, you'll play them eventually. Um, and if Good. the last question I have is, if there's yeah. like one thing you feel like you could change or improve, what do you think it would be? On uh, in terms of how you play uh, fantasy, it could be anything. Honestly, it could be anything. Like. Well, I, I got to pay more attention, like I do with the Jets, to what's going on. That meaning watching the games and stuff. And uh, I, I, I haven't done that as much as I wanted. I guess, I guess I meant more like about the league or about how things run, not necessarily. I about didn't realize. When. Well, no, I, I appreciate. It. I just haven't. I didn't realize how much work you guys put in, in setting it all up, and and uh, how much uh, really wasn't thought. really wasn't that much work. But yeah. It was more work trying to get everyone like wrangled to, to do it than it was to, like actually set it up. But yeah, yeah, like hurting turtles. I get it. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. So but, uh, no, I from that my standpoint, I, I just think that I, I need to spend more time in in checking the players out that we have on our team. All right. Well, you know, 
in two weeks we'll check back we'll have our, our we're gonna have a live podcast in two weeks well I and mean, it's not live you know just when we're there together but uh well, some of us hope to be alive but whatever you say yeah hopefully we'll all be alive I, it's gonna oh. come back and bite me that comment if something does happen <laughs> True. <laughs> but um yeah uh, i'm glad you could join us for our brief interview slash jets venting session um it was pretty much 50 50 in terms of time and uh yeah great to see you see you in a couple weeks yeah well i'll be there all right uh and i'll uh and you know j-e-t-s jets 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 yeah, say it. get it all out now. Get it all out now before that turns into E A G L E S. That's what that's what we Jeff fans have to do. I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right. Talk to you soon. Bye, right, Dad. Love you. I love you both. Bye right. bye. 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 How do I turn this shit off? <laughs> <laughs> what do I push? Push. I mean, there should be a red button like a that hang looks up. like the hang- <laughs> That's going in. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> get into the matchup reviews this week you know monday night football is still going on it's about over but all the matchups are decided at this point um pretty much blowout city across the board this week uh but i'll start with my matchup i played uh jeremy and i just put him in his place this week you know to be honest i just sat that kid down i said (laughs) said junior sit your ass (laughs) down Um, not yet kid yeah, I I started Anthony Richardson, had a monster game. I think he's going to be a big player for me. A.J. Brown also had a monster game, 39 points. Um, and, again, a good – I think I've been like – my kickers have been like doing – well, one kicker has been doing great for me all year. But, uh, really, he was let down by Trevor Lawrence and Tyreek Hill. Uh, Tyreek Hill, most of all, obviously, just only eight 8.7 points. So, yeah, just tough week for his team. But, um, yeah, you know, he just had to learn a lesson, and I taught it to him with, a, with a just a absolute shellacking. So, I think, um, I think that was warranted. I'm not really sure why, but good yeah, job. He is the young, young buck. You know, he's got to sit his ass down, you know. Yeah, and he was, like, scoring a lot of points. He was doing really good. Too cocky. You know? Yeah, didn't like it. Yeah, yeah, and, I didn't like it either. <laughs> uh, what happened in your matchup this week? Well, let me tell you a little story. 34 years ago, almost on the dot, my parents had a young baby boy, and I bet they never thought that I would come back and lay a nearly 60-point beatdown on him in fantasy football. So I don't know if they're still happy about that choice, but that came around to bite him in the butt, didn't it? Because you guys got beat really, really bad. So you're advocating that they should have? Uh, I'm not going to just. There. I'm just I'm saying they could have avoided there. it. They could have avoided it. This is a beating of their own making is what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, it was just, I mean, this was, this was like done from the beginning. I had like a bunch of people just go off. Um, Lamar Jackson had almost 30. Kyron Williams had almost 30. Puka Nakua almost 30. Uh, my kicker got me 16 out of nowhere. Justin Jefferson, 23 and a half. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a total beating. I will say that I feel a little bit bad because I tried to help them set their lineup this week, not knowing that they were playing me. So I said their best possible lineup. Whoa. Oh, collusion. Well, because they didn't, they didn't know how to do it, as we discussed with Paul. They're like, I was like, did you set your lineup? And he was like, I don't even know what buttons to click. I was like, yeah, give it to me. So I set the lineup as best I could. I tried to, here's the only thing. I actually set their best possible lineup with the exception of, I did not know Montgomery was playing, and he had a monster game, 34 um, but if it makes you feel any better, I still would have beat you by over 20 points. So wouldn't have mattered. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just a big old big old win for me. Pretty sure I'm scoring the most points in the league after this week. We'll see. Yeah, you are. Um, but yeah. Tyler is still going to be in first place. Yeah, he has uh, a better but, record than me, I believe, because you eked out that win week yep. one, which it just still hurts. But we'll get to Tyler's matchup. The next matchup we'll cover is Jesse versus Karen and Allen. Another beatdown. Um, yeah, it was pretty much only one relatively close matchup this week. This wasn't it. She got 
Josh Allen, 42 points. Christian McCaffrey, 46 points. And uh, that won her the game, basically. <laughs> yeah. With those two performances, I'm pretty sure she would have needed like two more points to just win outright. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. That and it's like the rest of her team didn't do a whole lot to be honest. So like yeah, those two performances were all really she needed, and uh, that was it. Yeah, I have to say, you know, they weren't gonna win. They got a big performance out of Stefan Diggs that helped nullify uh, Karen and Allen did that helped nullify Josh Allen a little bit. But Joe Burrow is just brutal, brutal season for Joe Burrow fantasy. Brutal, um, and the Bengals in general. Yeah, like, they look so. terrible. He looks terrible. He's hurt. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't. I don't know what to do about him. But you gotta like maybe turn to someone else as your quarterback for yeah. the the near future. Um. So yeah, just tough one. Tough one. Tough. What do you got for uh? You got Danny versus um. Melanie. Danny versus Melanie. Um. Despite the team name, it couldn't save her. Unfortunately, Melanie. Um. I told you guys last week. Danielle is um not only a uh. A good fantasy player, but like a very, a very good fantasy player. Danielle is a problem. She's also scoring the most points in our league as of this week, although I'll probably overtake her after this week, but she'll still probably be number two, maybe um, number two or three. We're all kind of like really close together at the, at the top there. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you guys can't see it down there, but at the top, we're pretty close. Um, but this was uh, another, not as, as big of a blowout, but a, a good little 20 point, uh, how do you do? With uh, Justin Herbert almost twenty five, Josh Jacobs had a monster game. Uh, she, I mean, she won by twenty with Jordan Addison scoring zero, which is crazy because Jordan Addison is insanely talented and should be the number two on that team. Uh, Mark Andrews monster game, and the Cowboys with another insane twenty eight points after their what like forty point week one or thirty or whatever. Forty. So uh, forty. Yeah. If you so she is. Usually one of the top scorers in the league. She's got 68 points from the defense in four weeks. You take that away. And I don't know how, like where she slots in as the, uh, one of the tops, you know, what her overall scoring is, but like, yeah, that's ridiculous. 28 and 40 point games from the Dallas defense. Ugh. Well, it's doing well for her. She's number one in scoring right now. And, uh, I don't even know what her standings are, but she's definitely near the top. So that's that game. That's that matchup. Is she undefeated? No, she lost one. Okay. So it's just yeah. going to be me and Tyler, the la- remaining undefeateds. Ugh, someone's got to take you two down. I'm sick of this. Well, bring it on. You already lost, so shut your mouth. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, the last matchup we're going to cover uh, Margie and Stu versus Tyler. Another blowout, 45 point blowout. Um, you know, he got a, Tyler had a bad game out of Tua. They got themselves got blown out by the by the bills but you know derrick henry finally came through for him i feel like it's been a slow start for derrick henry james cook had a good game and then they got a few just sort of really solid performances plus a good kicker in defense this week um what might be the worst team in the league (laughs) uh, margie and stew you know kenneth (laughs) kenneth walker still up the game just ended he had a good game but um yeah, C.D. Lamb's a good player, but there's not much there otherwise, to be honest. Jake Elliott might be their best player, the kicker. If I could give you a little piece of fantasy advice, I know A.J. Dillon, even even when um, Aaron Jones doesn't play, He's A.J. Dillon kind of stinks. He stinks. Just take him out of your lineup. Yeah, they need to trade for more running backs. That was like, yes, you do. Um, so, yeah. But uh, I would slot the team Oliver, Margie and Stu, as a, Margie had a little lamb as a in prime position to be last place in the league this year. Oh, but you got Brian Robinson. You, they set him on the bench this week, eh? Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, you guys actually, gotta do something. Just do something. Well, Shake it up. Yeah, I wouldn't start AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon sucks. Um, but yeah, those were this week's matchups. Um, let's let's just like transition right into uh, this week's waiver wire. Um, I'm gonna do just a couple of the quarterbacks that are out there in our league. Uh, CJ Stroud. I mentioned him last week, mentioned him again. He looks great. He looks great. He's a rookie, but he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. I mean, just statistically, 
and fantasy, he's also one of the best quarterbacks. Uh, and, um, yeah, if you need a quarterback, I would go for C.J. Stroud. And then Josh Dobbs, surprisingly, actually has really good fantasy numbers this season so far. Uh, you know, he was like a backup quarterback for his whole career. But playing for the Cardinals, who are not a great team, he's put up really good numbers so far in uh, four, like three of the four games. He's had, uh, I think, 20-plus points. So it looks good. Yeah. Uh, those are the two quarterbacks I'd shout out. What do you got uh, for running backs? Um, our waiver wire, I will say, I don't know if um, all the veterans have picked people up or like people have gotten wise, but it's pretty thin at running back on yeah, a waiver wire. Yeah, it's definitely right? thin. Yeah. It's, there's really not many people I would recommend. Um, here's what I will say. Joshua Kelly is like, if you need someone, he's got enough volume that he has a chance. He's not really his talent isn't necessarily there like top tier, but he's got enough work that, you know, he could fall into the end zone and get something for you. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell. I mean, he's just being so outplayed right now that he's not, I don't really think he's getting enough work either. Um, looking down the list here. I don't really love like Kareem hunt. Some people were excited about him, but something to keep in mind is the Browns before the season saw Jerome Ford and Kareem hunt and decided to cut Kareem hunt. So now they brought him back after the Nick Chubb injury, and it's like they're still like they're not going to give him too much work. Again, he's talented enough that he could do something for you, but uh, the one pickup I think maybe I would um, recommend if you really needed somebody desperately is like Tajay Spears is good. He seems very good. Now with Derrick Henry off and running again, maybe he doesn't get as much work as he was, but... They do seem to like use him and give him some volume. So um, he hasn't had a breakout game yet. But if you're really looking for someone at running back, he's a possibility. That's the best we got on the waiver wire right now. Yeah, Tajay Spears. They he actually gets like a lot of work, even though they have Derrick Henry. So like, there's there's chance that he'll do something somewhere. Um, the one I noted was this guy Jaleel McLaughlin. He's like oh, a right. the Denver backup. So um, Javante Williams got hurt, and then Samaje Pirine has not been good this year, and he just had a big game, this guy McLaughlin. I never even heard of him before. Me neither. But, um, yeah, he had a big game. He had uh, 17, almost 18 points, fantasy points. Um, so, I don't know. Maybe it's worth taking a flyer on that guy and seeing if he like can take over the starting job, especially if Javante Williams is hurt. Um, and uh, who you got for uh, wide receivers, too? Uh, let's see here again, nothing. Uh, well, here I'll say this. So I won't mention Elijah Moore cause Sam thinks it's a jets home pick, but I will say, but the guy does have talent, even though I don't know, I don't trust their offense. Drake London, he's talented too, but again, I don't trust their offense. Maybe he f- like lands in the end zone for you. I will say Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed are on the waiver wire here. Um, if you're looking for someone, they get a lot of work, especially if you watch the Packers game. Um, they had a, like an awesome comeback win this week. And uh, even though I think Jaden Reed actually has a little more talent, Romeo Dobbs was getting a ton of looks. He had like nine or ten catches in this game for almost 100 yards. And Jordan Love was looking for him a lot. So clearly trusts him. Um, Romeo Dobbs and Jaden Reed, I think, are both worth a shot if you're looking for someone. Um, I'm looking elsewhere here. Curtis Samuel's in there. Mm. Uh, Braxton Berrios scored a touchdown. I don't know. The waiver wire is looking thinner and thinner each week, but there are definitely people here who like you could take a flyer on anyone. If like when you go to the available wide receivers, any of these guys you can take a flyer on. Romeo Dobbs is probably the one I would pick up if I really needed someone. But he, I trust the offense the most. That's why he would have been my top ad. Um. I will say my the guy I would take a flyer on is Jamison Williams. So he was he was a first round pick by the Lions like two years ago. Then he got hurt his rookie year, and then he was suspended for gambling stuff. But his suspension was just they changed the gambling rules in terms of suspension. So his suspension was just basically commuted. So he's immediately eligible to play this coming week. Um, so this guy is a first-round pick. He's super fast. He's got talent. Played at Alabama. So he played with, like, Devontae Smith and Jalen Waddle, like all these really star receivers in the league right now. So, you know, I don't think I would play him right away, but it was definitely something like if you had the 
the time to sit on somebody, pick him up, and just see see what happens because he could turn into a real player. Um, for tight for tight ends, tight ends surprisingly a lot of like good performances this week that are sitting on the waiver wire. So Johnu Smith from the the Falcons, they hate throwing it to Kyle Pitts. Who's their first round pick? But they threw it. Unbelievable! Seven. I can't believe Kyle Pitts' backup is like, that. This is like bothering me. He so threw. Much. He got six six targets, six catches, ninety five yards. So they won't throw it to Kyle Pitts, but they'll throw it to Johnu Smith. Um, <laughs> Jake Ferguson from the Cowboys had a had a good game too. He had a seven targets for seven catches. Um, and then the last one was Cole Komet. From the Bears, he's a guy like a lot of people before the season were like, because they were thinking high on Justin Fields. It's like, oh, right. Cole Komet could be great. Nine targets, seven catches, two touchdowns. So, and then the Bears had a little bit of a bounce back game for them, uh, even though they lost. Like they played a lot better. So, you know, uh, a lot of like options there. I don't know how much I trust all of those guys going for the rest of the season, but. They had good right. performances, so it'd be worth it if you needed a like a bye week sub for a tight end or something. I agree. And then the lastly to hit on defenses, um this week, Detroit. They play Carolina. So that's a really good matchup. Detroit defense, who's already pretty solid. They had um really good performance this past week against Green Bay. And uh they play Carolina who's not very good right now. So that's a good matchup for Detroit. And the other one was the Texans, but they had a good performance this week against Pittsburgh. They had a good performance last week against the Jags. And then they play Atlanta, who also aren't very good. So, uh, yeah, those are the two um, defenses I'd I'd point out if you uh, need to pick one up off the wire. Um, Yeah, I think there's a good chance that uh, one of them gets you a a decent score. But uh, at any rate, let's – Let's leave it there. Um, good pod this week, you know. And uh, good pod. We'll uh, we'll see you next week. So everyone, stay jolly. Party time. Whose birthday is it? Someone gets a spanking. Whoa.